0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe.
2: Welcome to the Normal Bengals Podcast. I'm your host, Eddie McDuck. I'm joined, finally, by Bridgette Jake, the H.R. Jankars. I'm back. She is back.
3: He censured me for a while, but no more.
2: Well, you never got me the bling, the, the ice, as we call it, that Pac-Man Jones got me, as you can That's see around my neck. <laughs> That's very Nothing
3: true. That's Nothing like that.
2: So we had, a little, we had a little stint, if you will, with Pac-Man Jones, but we discovered what we had here was actually better. So we're back. We're back home. With Bridget H.R. Jankars. And we have my favorite person in the world that we've ever had on the show, Mr. Jack Settleman. He is a Ravens fan, but he's still somehow a very beautiful person. Welcome to the show, Jack.
0: (laughs) Appreciate you. I've missed you guys. Glad to be here today.
3: I mean, I think it's fair to say of our AFC North rivals, Ravens fans are the least awful.
2: That, that is high praise. That is high praise.
3: Steelers and, and Browns, they're not welcome.
0: <laughs> It's a low bar to clear, but I would agree. If it weren't for the last couple, you know, playoff game last year, some primetime battles, I think I didn't really see Cincy and Baltimore as that big of a rivalry. I think we just both agreed, Cleveland and Pittsburgh, disgusting human beings, disgusting teams, disgusting cities. Um, But I I like the the friendly rivalry that the Ravens and Bengals have right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. It's been a back and forth. I mean – the Bengals have a struggled against the Ravens stopping the run you know in 2021 the Bengals dominated the Ravens but overall it's been pretty close and then we had that wild playoff game where the Ravens almost pulled it off with the backup QB so let's let's we're going to get to that we're going to get to the matchup but first let's talk about last week where both teams lost they 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 suffered Really ugly losses, if you will. The Ravens lost to the Cleveland Browns, who Deshaun Watson actually looked better in the second half when his, his shoulder was, was bubbling, when a point, but part of his shoulder was poking out. He actually he got in a better groove, the best groove all season, and he defeated them, and then he was put on IR. What, what happened, Jack?
0: Yeah, I think that's actually pretty crazy. Uh, maybe the broken bone in his shoulder made him throw better because that was the best he looked all year. I'll give him credit. Ravens fans want to act like the Ravens have just beaten themselves all year, which I think against Pittsburgh and Indy, you can make that claim. But in the second half, the Browns dominated the Ravens. And I know we want to talk like thematically, is this a big deal or are we just on a Thursday night? And I would say the one kind of red flag I saw from that game was they got out physical. It looked like the 2020-2021 Ravens where no one really wanted to tackle, no one wanted to be physical. And in the trenches, they really got exposed. So I think that's the biggest thing to look for. Roquan Smith, can he turn that team around going into Thursday night? Another AFC North matchup. Ravens had the late bye. Um, So they have two more games before the bye and then headed into that final kind of third of the season where the schedule gets tough. So I still feel good about the Ravens. They're still first in the North. Obviously, Watson's loss is huge, but there were there were some ugly warning signs that popped up on Sunday.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, the biggest thing is that Lamar Jackson looked like he's having an MVP season, and I would, I would say he struggled in that second half, wouldn't you?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I think the interception wasn't – necessarily his fault it just hit some dude in the head and it happened to land in in his arms for a pick six but overall he missed a deep shot to zay flowers he probably could have connected on it was just an ugly game which is afc north football and that's kind of the weird part if if lamar and the ravens can't win ugly that's not a great sign they can never beat pittsburgh for whatever reason even if pittsburgh literally cannot move the ball down the field they just find a way, and the Ravens got to find a way more often um, to to capitalize on these fourth-quarter leads.
2: Agreed. Bridget, what did you see in the Bengals' game in their ugly loss to the Texans? By ugly, what we mean is the Bengals, look, they fell asleep after that first drive, basically until the end of the game. What what happened, Bridget?
3: Well, I w- we've got to break this down. So I was sitting in my seat, right? We get a touchdown on our first drive, which is, I think, the fourth or fifth consecutive game where that happened. Now, did a penalty help us out? Yes. Joe Burrow, I think, got a call uh, finally, a roughing the passer call. And then when we stopped the Texans on fourth down, got that fourth down turnover, the Texans fan behind me literally took off his jersey, threw it on the ground, was stomping on it. And I thought, We were going to see a game much like we saw at home against the Panthers or the Falcons last year. I thought we were going to see something really dominant. We saw kind of that bend-don't-break defense from Lou, and then all hell broke loose. And so being asleep is actually probably the best way to describe it because we weren't really firing – All cylinders on any phase. I mean, the defense was struggling to stop Singletary. Singletary and Noah Brown feasted off the Bengals. They stole every one of those guys' lunches. And so the secondary hasn't been great. Teams have been able to kind of dink and dunk. There's guys usually wide open for, you know, at least a 10 to 15 yard gain, if not more with yards after the catch. So, I, I mean, we were missing Von Bell and Jesse Bates last week. I think our our safeties aren't quite there yet. I don't think Nick Scott is playing the way we would have liked. I think Nick Scott and Irv Smith haven't been the greatest free agent signings. that uh, They give me a lot of Lal Collins energy from last year uh, in terms of free agency signings. And then the offense just looked off. Joe Burrow was off. Mixon wasn't able to break tackles. We just weren't seeing – there were a couple explosives, um, but there were just a lot of elements that weren't weren't on fire. And, you know, I usually expect to see a little bit more run defense – yeah. Didn't see that at all. And we could not pressure Stroud. He had all day to throw yeah. that ball.
2: Well, those are all good points. And uh, we have a question from the Tippity Top. How do you see the trench battle going tomorrow night? Now, Jack, I'm going to start this discussion off with you. We're going to preview the tomorrow's game. And uh, I, I'm going to admit, I, I have not been following the Ravens very much this season. I've just the one game... You know, against the Bengals that they lost. But I was reading about this man, Justin Marmaduke. Oh. Now, I want to remind you, I thought that Marmaduke I was like this this oversized dog that sounds like Owen Wilson. But this man has 8.5 sacks on the season. And I think at least half a sack in like seven consecutive games. And and the Bengals, you know, they, they started the season pretty strong offensive line-wise, but they fell apart last game. I mean, they had... You know, they had Orlando Brown had a bad game at pass protection. We had some of our best players not playing up to what
3: well. Alex <laughs> Kappa did not yeah. play like he's played most of the season. I think he might have had some of the worst O line performance on Sunday and just I mean, Joe look even though he made uh made some great throws, Joe looked under pressure and was scrambling a lot.
2: Yeah. So so Jack, what do you see in this matchup? of the, the Baltimore pass rush against the Bengals offensive line.
0: Yeah. Justin Marmaduke has been a breakout star for the Ravens this year. Meta honestly, like people are saying he is playing as well as Aaron Donald, uh, can, can play, maybe not peak Aaron Donald, but yeah, that half sack or more in like seven straight games, he's been disruptive, the Ravens this offseason, they've got Geno Stone, who's leading the league in interceptions, Matt Abike, who's, uh, you who's know, just set a franchise record, and then also Patrick Queen are all free agents. So they're all balling out in their contract year. Uh, last week was probably the first week all season where the Baltimore pass rush did not finish. Once again, it looked a lot like 2020, 2021. The Browns were missing three of their top tackles also. They were getting pressure. But they were not finishing, and it looked a lot like Burrow making plays, Big Ben making plays, you know, the old days where maybe we just weren't wrapping up and tackling. So the Ravens still don't have an elite pass rusher. They just have, you know, kind of stacked the chips with Owe and then the vets like Van Noy and Clowney and even Van Noy's on the injury report this week. He's questionable, but will likely go. So I think there, there's potential that the Bengals will get out there and they'll they'll be quick. They'll do their little dink and dunks. The one The one matchup is Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator. He's had Burrow's number. I don't think any Bengal fan will deny that. He just sits back to high safety and makes Joe, you know, stay patient underneath, underneath, underneath. And it's done really, really good things to the Ravens. So we'll see. Marlon Humphrey's going to be out tomorrow night. T. Higgins will be out, you know, I think on both sides, two stars are missing for each team and those can kind of counter each other, to be honest. So in the trenches, my biggest thing, and you know, like you said, you haven't really watched the Ravens much. I haven't seen a ton of Cincy. My biggest fear is always what's DJ reader going to do. He can blow up a game one himself. And then I see Devin Singletary. He's got 150 rushing yards since he's 30th in the league in run defense. What's going on uh, on the defensive trenches there
2: yeah it's not it's not great I mean DJ reader is elite but yeah we've had struggles against the run this year that is true
3: and the, you mentioned, the secondary yeah. is struggling I think a little on their role in stopping the run I yeah. mean I think our big guys are trying but when folks are able to be creative there's not a lot of I mean there's not a lot of depth in that.
2: Even our linebackers were out of position a lot in the Texans game. Unfortunately, they they did not have a great run stopping game. But you mentioned Mike McDonald's, and you know Zarvia Smith of Georgia, who was his uh, coach there. He said he's the quote the smartest man in the world. Is that true? <laughs> Is that true, Jack? Because I I always thought. Look, I never. Thought, I never thought of intelligence and football being connected, but now you see this guy Mike McDonald, you see Mike McDaniel, you see all these Mike Mc whatever's who are these super smart guys, and they are outsmarting, you know, other 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 teams, other offenses and defenses. What do you know about this guy? And by the way, I want to mention Lou Andarumo. He's no slouch. Did you know he went to Harvard?
0: I did, did it. You know that? Did yeah. he like get lunch there, or he actually uh, studied there? He
2: coached the defensive backs and uh, special teams from 1995 to 2000. He did not study there, but he's he's probably also one of the smartest men in the world, Jack. Hundred percent. So here's the thing, though. Just counterpoints. Joe Burrow, they had him with the Tampa two early last season. You remember that? He was a strike. So I, I feel like Joe Burrow, he evolves. And, and the time two no longer phases him at all. And I think he's had a whole offseason to plan. I mean, he won the playoff game against Mike McDaniel. Whatever. I, see, I can't even say his name. It's so close. Mike McDaniel. Uh, but yeah, he won that playoff game. And I feel like Joe Burrow is going to have a, a trick up his sleeve for him.
0: He won that playoff game because Tyler Huntley said, uh, "Who wants this ball right here? We're on the one-yard line. Anyone want to take it?" I mean, I think what's well, that was a great play probably. by Jermaine,
2: Jermaine Pratt. To the amazing, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I wouldn't give credit Tyler, to Burr. Hey, by the way, did you for, know? Did you know Tyler play?
2: Huntley had a better playoff game than Lamar Jackson's ever had? Did you know he had a higher QB rating? He had overall statistically, he was better than any of Lamar Jackson's games. So that was an advantage. I didn't advantage. know
0: that. Yeah. Yeah. No, maybe maybe it was. I, I would bench the Lamar biggest... Jackson,
2: honesty if I
3: was
0: <laughs> for that tomorrow night. I mean I
3: would not. I don't like the Bengals against backup QBs. I don't like us yeah, against backup QBs true. at all. Yeah.
0: Maybe, I mean, let me just say, I guess Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley's got like one drive this year, he threw a touchdown to Odell, so yeah, maybe maybe the Bengals fans don't want uh Pro no. Bowl Tyler Huntley coming in there.
2: Jack, look. You mentioned Marlon Humphrey. He's your best friend. You two do a podcast together. It is called... Go ahead. Punchline. Punchline. Punchline with Marlon Humphrey and Jack Settleman. And here's what I want to know. You are close with the team. You hang out with the team. And a couple of years ago, Wink Martindale, he came out. He said that I'm not ready to give Joe Burrow his gold jacket yet, which is ridiculous. Obviously, all the things Joe Burrow had done for the franchise up till then, was ridiculous. But... What has Mike McDaniel said about Joe Burrow behind the scenes? What, I mean, because obviously Joe Burrow, he went out, he had, you know, 500-something yards passing, four or five touchdowns after that game. So these things matter. What have you heard from Mike McDaniel? Just anything derogatory about Joe Burrow
0: that we can share? And we mean Mike McDonald, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. (laughs) Bulletin board material from uh, Mikey Max. I think they have a ton of respect for Joe Burrow. I think no, that's, no, that's why they put no. so no. much. <laughs> they, that's why they put so much attention into game planning against him. Like you said, it's been cool to watch ever since that one big game that Burrow had. Um, I would say the Ravens' defense has had a lot of success, but even if you look at last year's primetime game in Baltimore, where finally Joe kind of cracked the code late in the game, led the game-winning drive obviously Ravens come back down and uh, kick a game winning field goal, but you could tell that it really is a chess match. And over the course of 60 minutes, I think McDaniel or now you've got me messed up. McDonald will have an approach to limit Burrow. And then Joe and the offense will figure it out over the course of the game. And, and once they figure out the counter, is it too late Have the Ravens gotten a lead or, you know, are they able to sustain it? So, I don't have much bulletin board material. They have a ton of respect for Joe Burrow. I know that. They think he's one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, I think that. Okay. Okay, here, here's your bulletin this, board yeah, material. Okay, let's go. The Ravens don't think Joe Burrow was hurt for Week Two, and they think that when he limped after throwing that last interception, that was a little bit of embellishment, and they didn't necessarily appreciate that. So there you go. Okay, let me just let me get this down on here.
2: So you are saying which Ravens? Give me names. Hold on. Hold on. Give me names.
0: Uh, well, Geno Gino Geno Stone had the interception. Kyle okay. Hamilton's in the secondary. Um, okay. I'm pretty sure. Like who? Who? Who locked down Rock or who locked down Jamar in the end zone that game? Was it Rakicin? So yeah, give him give him some the, of the secondary so, so names.
2: No, and, no, no. So they all they are saying that he faked his injury. Those guys.
0: Yes, exactly.
2: That is good. I love that, Jack. I love that. I love you, Jack. Wow, this is so I good. Hate so many that, good articles though, can come out of that.
3: Because did you see how he played against the Titans the following week? If he wasn't injured, he was having a personal metaphysical crisis <laughs> because sco- only scoring three points against that Titans team and allowing yeah. them to score 20 set like something's wrong there. That team is not yeah. strong. And we've kind of had Derek Henry's number. The la- I thought maybe the Bengals broke. The Titans in the divisional game uh, in our Super Bowl run season, but for some reason, I don't know if it was Ted Karras says you know the Titans bulletin board material or what. But I mean, we—I said that I thought the Titans was going to be that one game when we get to the end of the season that we're going to be like, what the heck happened? Mm. I, it might now be the the Texans game, or maybe we'll have two, but. I don't know. Burrow definitely—he uh, looked awful. I guess.
0: Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm with you. I had to I had to feed the uh, the doctors on the show. Um, <laughs> I think that I think that I think that he was definitely. It was it was the fact that he wasn't really at training camp, you know, preseason because of the the calf, and he's he's become much more mobile over the last two weeks. I think that's the clearest part. Is he was just sitting in the pocket and he couldn't do anything and now he's getting outside of it um but i do think there was a little bit of uh, everyone's done it in their life you know you mess up and it's like ah, you know my back actually was hurting so yeah maybe yeah. maybe we'll see we'll see on well, on thursday speaking
2: night. of making excuses i just want to say that dr hoji Delectric electric ismoji is here but he, he cannot show his face because wow. he, is, yeah, he, he has, well, I don't know what his excuse this time is, but it's always a new kind of cosmetic update with him. Welcome to the show, Dr. Hoji.
1: Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Actually, uh, good to see everybody. And this, this was indeed a cosmetic, uh, not a mishap so much as, I'm, I mean, it really happens to everybody all the time. I was getting my nipples tanned. You know where I go, by the way, to get for the tanning of the nipples? The best place in America to tan your nipples. Did you know this, Jack, where it is?
0: Skyline Chili?
1: No. It's a, it's a place in Guilford, Maryland. Guilford, which is the posh, it's a very nice area in Baltimore, Maryland. That's where I go to tan my nipples. And, the, you know, I stayed a little bit under too long, so I'm all burnt up and can't show my face, but uh, yeah. Yeah, did you see any ravens good, yeah. players
2: in the in the salon there the well salon? we're
1: not really supposed to talk about right. who comes right. in and out but yeah there were a few i've okay. seen a few come in over the years
2: yeah. yeah
1: well thank you for the product placement speaking of which jack i
2: want to give you a gift if that's okay we love you so much i want to share something with you on the show which is you know you know how i am an entrepreneur and you are an entrepreneur. You're very a very smart businessman And you tend to lift people up with your charisma with your positive energy. A lot of people need emotional support these days. And so I had my engineers develop a a pillow. It is called jack me up. Okay. (laughs) As you can see, it looks like looks a little bit like you it's a big teddy bear. Okay, that uh, people can cuddle up with. And they will lift up the jack jack me up, lift their spirits with this emotional support pillow. And guess what? We have a we have a Black Friday special. It's only four hundred ninety nine dollars ninety nine cents. Jack,
1: Jack, are you an outer spoon kind of guy or an inner spoon kind of guy? Because I, I love I to like be spooned. I knew it. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. That's where they got the pillow wrong. Because that because he is yeah. no
3: where they can, got where they got the pillow you can put wrong was making Jack look like Shrek. Hold on! Well, these are the top
2: engineers for $500. That's yeah. about as good as you can do. Yeah. I just want to say.
1: these are
0: the I'm top. nervous. I, it looks so real that my fiance is going to be upset wondering who I'm yeah. sleeping with. But well, She's not going to be upset
1: when you travel. She's going to have a solution for that. I mean, that's this, true. Uh, y- that's true. you know, you guys, Dad, you hired the top incarcerated engineers in the country. Right that slave labor, wages yeah technically didn't hire yeah yeah All right
2: well Jack, I think it's about that time that we make our predictions for the upcoming game. Uh, let us start let us start with Bridget.
3: This is really hard guys. So Hubbard being out is my biggest concern. I, I actually think, I, I don't like that Yoshivash is out either. T, I mean, T's explosive. He's amazing. We always want him on the field. I don't worry as much about the wide receiver depth. Hubbard out makes me nervous. Lamar is a good quarterback. Uh, I've always said this. I've always liked Lamar. I think he's prone to injury and health issues, and I will admit I thought he would be plagued by that by this point in the season, and he's not. Um, I want to say it's going to be close. I could see it being, I don't know, I could see the Bengals winning twenty-eight, twenty-seven. 27
2: Wow. Okay, Very precise. And uh, Mr. Jack Settlement. Jack Settlement.
0: I think that the score will be low scoring. That is what I've seen over the last few Ravens Bengals games. I quite honestly didn't understand how bad Cindy's defense has been. When we played in week two, It really did feel like that, like the Ravens could get anything they wanted on the ground, through the air. It felt easy to go down the field. And then they they got hot. They kind of got it together, and I figured maybe that that defense was back. That's the biggest thing. Joe and the offense is always going to be able to produce, but the defense is what makes that team special. And if you're telling me the defense isn't where we want it to be, I don't really buy that Hendrickson's going to play. And if he does, I can't imagine how – yeah, but he yeah. hyperextended his knee, So we'll see on a short week. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go 24-21 Ravens. And yeah. if it was 24-21 Cincinnati, would not shock me. But it is the biggest game of the year for both teams. This will probably determine the division. Um, so I'm excited. It's going to be a blackout in the in the stadium on Thursday, which will be fun. Uh Ravens fans got a lot of pent up energy after the loss on Sunday. But I appreciate you guys having me on as always. I do think you are the top fan base uh in the in the AFC North because we just hate Cleveland. We're, we're the Jack Sediment and we hate Cleveland. Th- this is the Jack <laughs> Sediment yeah. fan base yeah. right here. There's this an shows. exception to
2: every terrible yeah. fan base. Yeah. We know we well,
0: are Jack
3: one thing that yeah. you need to understand about Trey Hendrickson, we have got Daddy O on our side and the yep. illegal drugs that that man has just smuggled to the team. We have no idea what Trey has been injected with. Only Daddy O knows, but he is probably like he might be Spider Man at this point.
2: Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll tell you, I have never stretched, let alone hyperextended anything. But I think that Trey Hendrickson, I feel like he uses his arms a lot more than his legs. I'm not really worried about it. Okay, Hoji.
1: Hoji. Give it to us. So if you look at the Baltimore Ravens this year and the teams that have been able to vanquish them, okay, Uh, they are AFC teams, two of them in the the AFC North. And they've been able to do so because this is a really, really – you know, th- this team you know, with Lamar is, is, is unstoppable for most of the NFL. But you have to realize that in the AFC North, these defenses are designed basically around the Ravens. Okay? And the Bengals specifically more than others. Now, if you look at our last game, we didn't do too bad considering that Joe Burrow you know, wasn't 100%. You know, conspiracy theories in Baltimore aside... Uh, but you're not dealing with the same Bengals as even we saw on Sunday against uh, uh, Texas, against the, Houston, against the Houston Texans. Why? Because this is an angry Joe Burrow. This is a never again Joe Burrow. This is a, and I quote here, that was unacceptable Joe Burrow. And if there's one thing that people know about Joe Burrow. It's that when he's angry and, you th- and he's down and his team is losing, somehow that's the time when he plays the best. If only someone could lie to Joe Burrow and tell him in the beginning of the season, hey, your record right now is like three and five, and you gotta win all the next games from now on, and could convince him that every first quarter is the fourth quarter, this team would be unstoppable. But for some reason, this is a man, and he must be an oldest child, because eldest children have this tendency to procrastinate. But that's aside, my prediction. I don't actually think this is going to be a close one. I think this is going to be a Bengals vanquishing to be remembered. I think the Bengals are. are This is going to be a. As we say in my home country, don't play with the lion's tail. In this case, the tiger's tail. Or in 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 here in America, in the states, we say you know don't play with with uh, fire unless you want to get burnt. So on and so forth. So yeah, I think there's going to be a big win for the Bengals. I say it's going to be uh, 27 Bengals, 14. Uh, uh, uh uh baltimore uh, i i don't know if we have time to show the clip from my prediction jack but uh i actually called the bengals loss against uh against Houston, and i said that it would be lost by one field goal and field i was goal, i yeah. was that accurate he was my, right these Hodges that goals, a surgical it's dr jack settlement <laughs> these yep. are very and so that is my that's Hodges
2: all right, well, look, these are two teams that have both overcome a lot of adversity, I would say. The, you know, Joe Burrow, he was injured his first six games of the season, and the Ravens haven't had Joe Burrow all season, all 10 games or ever. And that's, that's very difficult <laughs> to overcome. But I will say this, it is prime time. The Bengals are, you know, 0-14 since 2013 on the road in prime time. That's not good.
0: The and, Ravens yeah. are 18 and 2 at home in primetime. Did I say Ravens? Time, so. I
2: meant the Bengals. Did I say Ravens? No, no, no. no, oh, yeah, no,
0: no, no. Yeah. The Bengals are on 14. The yeah. Ravens are 18 and 2 in primetime. There you go. There you go. Oh. Time, there you go. Uh, under Harbaugh. This is right. Right. Jack. Jack,
1: and,
2: you
0: got
1: to get used to his passive aggressive mo- mode of communication. So right. he'll tell you that he's agreeing with you to disagree with you. It's very right, complicated. Right. It's a ballet. So look, exactly.
2: So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, Joe Burrow had a, had a not so great game. And, uh, and and uh, this guy, this genius, the smartest man in the world, Mike McDaniel, McDi- Daniel, mm-hmm. whatever, he he has his number, like you said. So I see Joe Burrow. I hate to say it, pooping his pants wow. on primetime. <laughs> no. And I think the Bengals are going to go down. They're going down, and the final score will be t- will be twenty seven to seventeen Cincinnati. That is my oh,
1: prediction. Wow. Wait yeah. a minute. Twenty seven c- Cincinnati winning.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And and yet Burrow's
0: pooping his pants. It's a ballet. Yeah. Yeah, it's Bad, a ballet. Yeah, so Lamar pooped his Bottle pants and beat, his the beat the Browns. That's exactly pooping yeah, his pants. Exactly. Pooping his pants is, exactly. how you win games pants in is an analogy.
2: It's an analogy for when you get you get something out of your system, and you turn it on late in the game. You win the game Ooh. in the clutch. Wow. That's what Joe Burrow is gonna have. I've never gonna, heard that yeah. analogy.
1: That's yeah. really yeah.
2: Lamar Jackson started in 2020 when he beat the Browns in him. Yeah. yeah.
1: He called it pooping his so, pants.
2: No, he did poop mm-hmm. his pants. Yeah. Weak <laughs> weak Isn't weak there needles. that yeah.
3: video of him, like, running into the locker room like right. that? Oh, yeah. Right,
2: right. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And something, oh. is tr- is something uh, uh, just wow. trickling down his leg. Yeah. That's a deep and then, cut, Daddy. Thank I you.
1: Did, I got to say, for someone with your, and I wanna, I don't know how to put this lightly, but your um, intelligence quotient, your IQ, that was really right. good. Thank I you. I think you deserve a treat. And it, it's funny that Jack is the first person to ever get...
2: One of my predictions, yeah.
1: right? Yeah. yeah, he really understood your <laughs> and, language. And He's, by the way, when
2: I say yeah, they're going down. I mean they're going down in history because they're going to break oh. the 0 oh, and 14 a streak
1: of mm. primetime down in
3: history. All in streaks animal. eventually are broken. History.
2: By Joe Burrow, it's just, they're it's all an, broken by us. yeah, Joe Burrow. Well, you I mean, know how it's many just streaks? a law yeah.
3: of odds and averages, like you. A, yeah. a streak will not last forever. It will often yeah. last longer than we expect it to, but they don't last now, forever. Now,
1: by streak, we're not talking. This is not a poop. Minute. Not
2: Lamar Jackson. The streak. No. Okay. We're not talking about down your pants. We're talking about a winning or losing a streak. Yeah.
3: They're probably both correlated. Yeah.
2: Jack, I want to thank Wait, you for can, being on the show.
1: Jack, yeah. before we go, Jack, can we can we all agree that even though the Bengals and the Ravens have a kind of a rivalry, everybody dislikes the Steelers more and yet somehow everybody dislikes the Chiefs the most is that is that is that fair to say like I don't pay
0: attention to the Chiefs just them and their fake relationships with pop stars that's all
1: but see that's the thing I, I feel it in your voice that you like me you resent them and you dislike the Chiefs the most I feel like I feel like we share that I think we all the AFC has something against the Chiefs.
3: It's because whenever we watch a game, we are bombarded oh, yeah. with Travis Kells. And now it's worse, right? Like, oh, yeah. as a non Taylor Swift fan, I find this nauseating to begin with. As a female <laughs> football fan, yeah. I think it's like, it's just icky. I feel like they're making it seem like women didn't like football until Taylor Swift started yeah. dating a football player. So it's kind of like patronizing. But yeah. regardless of that whole charade, yeah. We have to see him hawking insurance and they're hawking, I don't know, Lowe's (laughs) stuff and Subway, which no one wants to eat anyway. The fact that they're paying Justin Herbert and Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes to hawk $5 footlongs that no one wants to eat to begin with is ridiculous. But we have T-Mobile or I don't know. We have to see him selling everything and like, come on. Yeah, there no. is such a thing as too much.
0: There too much is, there, there, there is. is except there,
2: when it comes to supporting this show, you mentioned being patronizing. You mentioned, you know, all this <laughs> commodifying of. Is and there's all perfect things that connect segue. to us. And you can go to patreoncom slash sports to support Bridget, who supports a lot of disadvantaged people. So when you donate there, it's going to
1: a good place. So right. thank you, Bridget. Yeah. That's that's not entirely true. I mean, when people donate to the show, it isn't going to right. disadvantage children. No, but Bridget supports disadvantaged people. Yeah, but she's on that show. Is yeah. quite a we, are, we to can't make. get into yeah. it. The show All is right. running out of time. We're running okay. out of time here. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> leave a but, comment in the comment section, yeah. guys. I would love to hear from you. Which team do you hate the most? Well, uh, let's let's yeah. yeah, leave a comment how can we win Jack over to the Bengals because I really like him too Jack, much. You know, we are huge Jack fans. I don't know if you know that, Jack. We are yeah. we, we I'm, I'm huge you
0: guys fans. We also. talk
1: about you year round like when is Jack going to be on the show? Where's Jack? I what would Jack say? What would Jack do? You know, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of Jack. It's stuff. a lot of yeah. Jack. Is and much- Jack. Yeah
3: as much as i love jack i actually want to keep jack over there because it's nice to have that's true sane rational exactly but you can have jack with you (laughs)
2: everywhere you go bridget (laughs) five hundred dollars you can just pack jack up take him with you take him to games jack him up jack me up
3: Uh, all right i'll have i'll I'll have to think about it (laughs) and that's an yeah hurry up black
2: friday afterwards (laughs) it's going way up right jack
0: way up way
1: up
2: okay Well, that is all we have. So thank you for watching the show. We will see you next time. So long, sweetie. pies. Pies.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.